0: All people, wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, see to it that no one makes a prey of you by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not According to Christ. For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to the fullness of life in Him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of flesh in the circumcision of Christ. And you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith, in the working of God, who raised him from the
1: dead. Peace be with you, the reader. Thank you. arise let us hear the Holy Gospel peace be with you all Your
2: spirit. the reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke let us be attentive. That time the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them, and at the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom. And the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinfolks and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went on with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man.
1: Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The weeks after Christmas, this probably won't come as a surprise, are the busiest time of year in the U.S., and probably elsewhere, for merchandise returns as people trade unwanted gifts for what they really want. Many of us here have probably been experiencing this Manic reality just this past week. Yet some of us probably know a few people who always seem to give the perfect gift. How do they know just what another person values and what is right for the occasion? The key to successful gift-giving is not the expense or extravagance of the gift. It's listening to others and taking a personal interest in what they enjoy and what they appreciate and value. And this is certainly true for family and friends. But what about God? Is there anything meaningful or valuable that we can give to him? Is there anything that he doesn't already have? Now before answering this question, let's reflect on the present feast today of the circumcision of Christ. Last night at Great Vespers for the feast, we read the following passage from Genesis chapter 17. And God said to Abraham, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout the generations. This is my covenant. Every male among you shall be circumcised, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He that is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. And so today being the eighth day of Christmas, just as we heard from the Gospel of Luke, in keeping with the law, the lawgiver himself, Christ the Lord, is circumcised as an eight day old infant and is given the name above every name, Jesus. Now, the spiritual significance of this event for us is expressed in the hymn of today's feast. Fulfilling the law of your own will, you accepted circumcision in the flesh to bring an end to the shadow, and to remove the passions that cover us. Take note also that this day comes after the regular seven days of creation, that weekly cycle that we live in in this present time. The eighth day, therefore, inaugurates a new era. The circumcision of the Son of God inaugurates a new covenant between God and his people. This new covenant in Jesus' blood is broader and just not just for a certain race of people encompassing all the nations, all the races of the earth and extending unto the ages of ages. In fulfilling the law, My brothers and sisters, Christ has done away with physical circumcision as the means by which one is made a member of the covenant people, a member of the household of God. Physical circumcision, according to the old law, has been replaced and superseded by the mystical circumcision, which is baptism. For the law came through Moses, writes John the Evangelist, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This is what St. Paul taught us today in his letter to the Colossians. In Christ you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ, and you were buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with Christ, having forgiven us all our trespasses, he writes. Commenting on this passage, St. Basil the Great wrote, I had to quote him somehow today on his feast day. By imitating the burial of Christ through baptism, the bodies of those being baptized are buried in the water. Thus, baptism signifies the putting off of the works of the flesh. The filth which has grown on the soul by the working of a carnal mind is washed away. Even if we no longer have to submit to physical circumcision, we still have to submit to a true spiritual circumcision which began at our baptism. Our covenant with God, that agreement that we have, the new covenant in Jesus Christ, must bring about in us the complete submission of our flesh and of its desires to God to complete consecration, dedication, and sanctification of our body and all its natural functions to him. And it is not only our flesh that needs spiritual circumcision that is a cutting away of sin and passion, but first and above all else, it is our heart, the inner person. All our thoughts all our desires, all our feelings must be consecrated unto God. The great commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, exactly expresses what this spiritual circumcision of the heart means. St. Paul says this in Romans, for true circumcision is not something external and physical, but real circumcision is a matter of the heart, spiritual and not literal. Again, in that same epistle, Romans chapter 11, verses 33 to 36, there is a song of praise to God for his great wisdom, knowledge, and glory. But then it is followed by a call to give ourselves completely to him. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters writes the great Apostle Paul, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, he concludes. Instead of being shaped by the world around us, the Apostle continues and says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. What then is the best gift we can give to God today? What does he really desire? In gratitude, humility, and love, we can give ourselves completely to him. Body, heart, mind, and will. It's just what the Lord is longing to receive from each of us in this new coming year and beyond. Therefore, to Christ our God, who condescended and accepted to be circumcised in the flesh on the eighth day for our salvation, be the power and the glory. Amen. Please rise at this time. And grant that always, guarded by your power, we may give glory to you, to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit now and ever and to the ages of ages.